Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. All right, everybody. Good morning to you, your families, your loved ones, etc. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Groundhog Day, Big J. Oh, God. February 2nd, 2022. A lot of twos running around here today, Big J. For our numerologist friends. And you know what number two means. Yeah, lots of crap. So hopefully it's going to be a decent day for you. Uh, we got a very tired Big J across from me. I'm sorry, man. Sorry, uh, sleep eludes you. Well, you know what? It was brain trauma from Tenet. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. You wrapped your head around a movie, uh, and so you couldn't get any sleep. It got into your brain. It got wrapped and then unwrapped. We have got a full movie review for Big J coming up from Tenet. He watched it last night as part of Streaming Dumbass. Finally sat down and spent two and a half plus hours on that movie. And we'll see if he liked it and if he can explain it to the rest of us if he did. Uh, but we also have a chance for you to go to the Avatar show, which happens to be this very evening yeah. at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. That's going to be an amazing show. It is so great to have those guys back in our backyard after a rescheduled date. It's happening tonight, and it's going to be good times, man. I'm excited. Yeah, Magic Sword going to be opening. I'm excited. I have plans to go. That sounds like you're already making plans no, to not I, go. I, I, I have plans to go. I got a lot of stuff going on today. You so. have uh, tickets from last time around, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you because you uh, you decided you were going to go all up uh, VIP style, right? Yes, sir. So I wish you very good luck. What else do you have going on today, Mister Busy Boy? Uh, yeah, I've got a. Uh, um, so once again this year, I'm uh, the chair for the longest day committee uh, for the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho, and we've got a big uh, committee meeting to do this afternoon. So uh, we'll see. See how that goes. I love that. Uh, always planning and figuring things out and trying to get back to the community. That's our big J in a nutshell. Uh, we got lots of stuff planned on the show today as well, including some music. We should kick things off here with some Soundgarden. It's Black Hole Sun here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J legislation here in the state containing Idaho's largest ever tax cut is headed to the governor for his signature, which is going to happen. The Senate uh, yesterday voted 27 to 7 to approve the record $600 million tax cut. That includes a one-time $350 million in rebates and $250 million in permanent income tax reductions. Going forward for people and businesses, Governor Brad Little has twice sent to his budget chief to testify on the bill's behalf indicating his support, so that's going to happen. It's just a matter of time before he puts pen to paper here and makes it a law. Now, if we want to be honest about it, Big J, you and I don't make enough money to see any of these tax cuts. But it's going to generate some additional revenue, and uh, the proponents for the bill saying it helps out, sure, very wealthy people, but it still is going to bring in a lot of money to the state. And there you go. You can spend it on things like essential governmental services and education. So it's a tax cut coming. So if you make a ton of money, it's going to be good news for you. Or you own a very large business in the state, it's going to be good news for you. But for the rest of us, we just have to wait and see how much money they collect and then uh, how they're going to spend that big jet. And then we'll reject an education. Yeah, I mean, we already have a, a what a, a, a built-up... Uh, $2 billion yeah. surplus. So let's, let's give the rich some more cuts. Well, 
Uh, either way, it's happening, so enjoy that. It should be a law very, very soon. What an eventful day in the NFL yesterday, Big J. Oh, man. Not only did uh, Tom Brady retire officially, but around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, news broke that Brian, F- Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, is coming for the NFL, Big J. He uh, has filed a suit against the NFL, the Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants in court yesterday, alleging racist hiring practices for coaches and for general managers. The 40-year-old Flores charges in his federal suit that the NFL is, quote, right, wife rife with racism. Even as the league condemns it, Flores claims in his lawsuit that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, offered to him $100,000 for every loss that he took two years ago as they tried to lock down the number one pick to grab Trevor Lawrence. That didn't work. Uh, and when he decided not to do that, and he said, listen, now you didn't bring me here to lose. I don't care how much you pay me. I'm paying. I'm going to want to win. He was labeled an angry black man by Stephen Ross to his face, which is never a good thing. Uh, he has several different uh, pieces of evidence that prove that the Denver Broncos and the New York Giants basically just uh, interviewed him for the Rooney Rule, which essentially uh, makes teams interview minority candidates, which is a flawed rule to begin with, but it's it's their way to try to get more minorities in coaching roles. It's just basically been a also-ran ever since it was instituted. The NFL, the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Broncos all denied Flores' claims, but, I mean, there you don't have to <laughs> dig very far to realize that a lot of what Brian Flores is saying is truth-based. I, I hope he has evidence about that offer to tank. Yeah, me too. I mean, I really want that to be true uh, because uh, just, you know, shows you that all the stuff that a lot of people say is true in some regards to that sort of thing right there the tanking part i mean that's ridiculous in the world of competition uh you know aside from all the uh, other difficulties here and it's much more believable like that tanking comes from that particular side of things because i i will never believe that if you're a professional nfl football player unless you've totally given up that you want to lose and you'll give up as is proven a million times over in the league but it's i not do in believe their DNA, man. no but i do believe that you can go to somebody that has the influence as to which plays are called and yeah. how you match up and what schemes are put in together and go hey listen i'll give you a little extra money we'll get a higher draft pick i'll keep you around if that to me is very, very believable. Well, the idea of offering them money to do it. Sure, sure. Well, Crazy. there's again, there's got to be some incentive to tank. Yeah. Because I mean, that looks bad on you when you have a terrible record. So you have to be willing to take some of that heat. But you know, again, the the whole side of things is there. There were 14 job openings in the NFL this year, and the whole idea of the Rooney Rule is to give more minority candidates uh, an opportunity to coach in the NFL. And clearly, that hasn't happened. But you can argue of all the coaches that got fired last year. The two coaches that did not get deserve to get fired for whatever reason are the two black coaches that are out there looking for jobs. David Cullen in, in Houston, which was, wasn't even given a chance yeah. to do anything in that team. I mean, I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but he, I mean, whatever happened to him was unfair by any stretch of the definition of the word. And Brian Flores, who has two very successful seasons, overcome ridiculous amount of adversity in Miami, and got fired for unbeknownst reasons. And everybody was saying, this is insane when he got fired. Everybody. And so it's just one of those deals where it's like, you know, I don't think he's wrong. He's going to have a hell of a hill to climb in order to prove it. Uh, because, you know, listen, they, they are not going to lay down and take this lightly if there's anything we know about that. And they're going to come for him and all sorts of stuff 
involved in this particular lawsuit because it's going to get ugly and it's well, going to get ugly quick. And Bill Bill Belichick wrapped up right in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, how does he? How did he know that Brian Dable was already going to be the coach? Right. That's the tree right there that they're going to have to go down. It's going to be, uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's there's long stories. It's just there's a lot of inside information in the NFL. I'll put it that way. But uh, bonus points for the lawsuit also saying that he was pretty sure that John Elway showed up drunk to his interview with him with the Denver Broncos. There's a lot of ugly stuff. You laughed. That's messed up. Uh, and Well, yes. If it's true, it's messed up. If he showed up over an hour late. Now, again, the Broncos say that's not true. He wasn't hungover. He wasn't drunk. He didn't show up late. But if he's got the receipts, I think all of them are in some serious, serious trouble. But again, none of this surprises me. You ever been a token interview before? Uh, I, if I have, I'm unaware. Oh, I have. Uh, for what? For your job. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not true. You I mean, I think you had a puncher's chance. No. You don't think so? I don't know. All right. Uh, I don't on, know. On more than one occasion. I wasn't here, so I can't I can't say if it was a token interview or not. But you were running the show before I got here, yeah, right? Yeah, you should have seen me throwing stuff around and oh. go back to my office. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's token. Uh, Big J, I don't know much, but I know that Simon Cowell needs to stay off a bicycle. The America's Got Talent judge had to go to the hospital in London recently after falling off his electric bike and breaking his arm. Uh, other than that, he's okay, according to his source, but... Uh, it's not the first time that Simon Cowell has gotten into an accident involving his electric bike. Uh, back in 2020, he broke his damn neck falling off the same electric bike and had to be hospitalized for several months and undergo several surgeries. How would you get back on exactly, another one? Exactly, man. And then he fell off again and broke his damn arm. I mean, also drink some milk, bro. I mean, every, every spill should not cause you to snap a bone uh, when you fall off of something unless you're doing something that you should not be doing. But he's going to be okay. Don't worry. The show will go on. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Sublime, what I got here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X Rocks. You are aware that on February 13th, there's a little thing called the big game. Yes, Big J? The big game. I mean, it's called the Super Bowl. Correct. But, uh, you know, just in case you are curious as to what the big game means, it does mean the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> if you were on the fence. Big game equals Super Bowl. Thanks. Just in case everybody else needed to know, our lines are now clearly defined. Yeah. We but just can't say it in relation to things. To, yeah, like station promotions. Like, you can't have, uh, when you're talking parties, it has to be a big yeah. game party. Or uh, when you're talking about a port-a-sub six-foot party What a sub. stupid thing for them to do. It still uh, doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. It never has. But they are serious. Uh, it's one of the few times that we're, like, sporting companies, for some reason, are very serious about trademark infringement, about particular things that they branded. It's the same thing with March Madness. You can't say that anymore in terms of promotions or something that you align it with, even though everybody and their dad knows exactly what you're talking about. Plus, you're only doing them a favor for free. Right, you would think. But uh, they want money. They don't want it for free. They want you to pay them for that. They want the money. But with the the Super Bowl on the way, Big J, you know that people are planning Super Bowl parties, etc., at their house, and I've got good news and bad news for your Super Bowl party. Oh, with the good news is that there's not going to be a whole lot of shortage of the usual food and fare that you're going to have for your parties. Like, uh, if you remember this time last year, there was a chicken wing shortage, Big Chick. Yeah. And so everybody was hitting the panic button. Now, the shortage isn't there, but know that because of supply chain issues, there will be a dramatic price increase from one point of order to the next. 
meaning if you want those chicken wings for your Super Bowl party, and according to the National Chicken Council, yes, Big J, there is such a thing, <laughs> Americans eat 1.42 billion wings during the Super Bowl alone. Damn! That's a lot. You're going to be looking for them and consuming them during the Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more money. If you were lucky enough to find chicken wings last year, it costed you it cost you a certain amount of money. Now, if you find them this year, which will be easier, it's going to be about $3 more per eight chicken wings that you're buying at the store. We're not talking about, like, you know, all cooked, prepped, and ready to go from, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings. We're talking about you are making your own chicken wings for your own yeah. Super Bowl party. It's that kind of stuff that's going to cost Maybe you a little bit more money. Maybe you're throwing them in the Traeger. Who knows? Could smoking very well be. Up. Maybe you're air frying them. Who knows what you're doing? Or doing both. Yeah, you could air fry or smoke and then air fry them. Yes. There's lots of different ways that you can go about preparing your wings. There's no doubt about it. All sorts of different sauces you can put on them. But the point is, you're going to pay more. So start setting some money aside for the next two weeks so that you know if you got to, you know, bake up a couple of dozen of wings or cook up or grill up or whatever, it's going to cost you some more money. But at least you'll be able to find them. So good news, bad news. <laughs> Lovely. They're around. They're just going to cost you a little bit more money. Morning after with Nick and Big J. What did Big J think about Tenant? We find out next on the x Rock. <laughs> That is Trivium. That is Feast of Fire here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, you guys selected Big J to watch a movie for Streaming Dumbass. That movie was called Tenant. It's available to watch on HBO Max. Big J had been avoiding it for some reason, but uh, now he had to sit down and watch it. So we ask you, Big J, what was it about and how was it? Let's see. Uh, well, first of all, the wife watched because she's on vacation for okay. uh, the rest of uh, the week, so uh, that means she's got to do whatever I do, I guess. And she decided to, to watch it. I was very curious as to why she would do such a thing, but she did. And, um, you know, the first and foremost thing I want to say about this movie is that all of the act, they all did a great, I mean, they all, tremendous performances. I yes. mean, John David Washington was great. Uh, Robert Pattinson is, is is great in this and very hopeful he's going to make a very good uh, Batman. And then uh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki, she's great in this. Uh, and of course, you've got uh, Kenneth Branagh. So, uh, awesome. Uh, but I'm going to say this, Nick, and that is, listen, I'm not a complete idiot, Okay. Uh, I also uh, know that a lot of times I'm not the smartest person in a room. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. There's maybe 15 people in the world who can understand what this movie is about. <laughs> Time travel and such is the most difficult thing to wrap your head around uh, when it comes to movies, in my opinion. And, and nobody's ever done it better than Terminator and Terminator 2. Very simple to understand uh, and enjoyable. But anything outside of that, even Back to the Future, and you start to do, uh, you know, just head turns and over and over again and this movie is that times 30 i mean it just doesn't make any damn sense and you don't know what you're watching which is a real shame because uh there's a lot of cool stuff in this you're right i mean the, sh the movies you know christopher nolan is great the, the shots are beautiful the action is really cool i mean it's great but it's all marred by the fact that you're sitting there trying to figure out what the hell is going on and then once you get to the end I imagine that that uh, Christopher Nolan's thought was, oh, great, people can go back and watch the movie and notice all of these these things that happened that they didn't know that they were noticing and such. Uh, and I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. You had your chance, Christopher. <laughs> 
No, thank you, because right. it is convoluted, and it, it's, you know, I mean, he tries to make it simple at the end for you to get it, but then you're just left as confused as you were uh, at the beginning of what this movie's about. So don't try to understand it. Just, no. Just watch it to see, like, yeah, I watched Tenet, yeah, and, uh, I know what it's about, and you can pretend that, or or maybe you're a physicist or Albert Einstein's, you know, grandkid, great-grandkid, I don't know, somebody with some sort of brain power. Uh, that can understand what's going on here in this movie uh, because there are a few and far between that I think they really can. I don't even know if Christopher Nolan knows. Yeah, this is uh, to me. I think you're spot on. It's just it's it's a it's a pure example of of somebody having too much power. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody's telling this guy no, and nobody's telling this guy that hey. We love you, buddy, but some of this stuff is really hard yeah, to he, figure out, he man. Teetered on this on Inception, right? But at least Inception, you're right. It's a very, it's a very high concept movie. It's got a lot of the same crazy ass visuals, but at least that one has a premise of which you can kind of understand. Dreams within dreams within dreams. Is it a dream? Is it a dream? Yes. There are all these levels of confusion <laughs> there, but at least there's a basic premise that you get. Yeah. People are somehow, some way, able to get into people's dreams and plant ideas in their brain. Tenant, I still don't know what tenant means. I don't know what powers that gives them. I don't know how they're able to do it. I don't know how they're able to watch themselves move backwards. Yeah. I don't know any yeah. of that stuff. It was cool to watch, but I don't understand the damn thing about yeah, it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, don't try is my best advice. But I'm torn because, like, it. I mean, are you going to approve it? Because it is a movie that is actually pretty cool to watch, but it also is a movie that's impossible to understand. So do you recommend that people watch it? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna approve okay. because there is so much good stuff here. But, but go into this movie and don't think that you're going to figure this out. Because you won't. And if you do, then you're probably a physicist or some sort of, you know, Mensa member that, 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 you know, really honestly, I don't know what you're doing, waste your time watching a movie. Yeah, I mean, to be uh, perfectly honest. if you treat it more like a Fast and Furious movie, maybe you're a little bit happy where you just look at the flashing lights and the cool things that happen and you don't bother about the plot or the stuff that's coming out of people's mouths. Yeah. Maybe then you can enjoy it a little or bit more. How uh, how pretty Robert Pattinson is. But uh, it does sound like it's Big J approved, is it? Yeah. All right. Uh, despite nobody understand what's happening, he still approved Tenant for you to and watch. let's be honest, that's, that's true almost 70% of the time. Anyways. <laughs> That is odd HBO Max. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. You ready for some tenant type bleep in important stuff, Big J? No, man. Uh, because our brains, they work in funny ways. Anybody who's ever been to a neurologist uh, has heard the line, there's so much we don't know about the human brain yet. And it's true. They're still discovering things every single day because it's still a, a great big mystery how this gigantic, you know, slump of muscle makes all these things work. You understand? Yep. And so there's a lot about it that they don't quite wrap their head around. But there's an interesting development out of the University of California where researchers say that in a lot of cases, our brain works with something called a continuity field. Now, if I were to tell you what a continuity field is, it'd probably break your brain. So I'll put it this way. Uh, sometimes, more times than you think, they found out that the human brain shows us images that are about 15 seconds old. Instead of constantly trying to update our vision in real time, they show us old things and, and kind of contemplate and we understand images as we move forward. Sometimes you're just staring straight ahead and you don't understand what's going on and then it clicks in your head 15 seconds later what's happening. That's called the continuity field. Because it gives our vision of our field of vision more stability, 
and our brain a little bit less constant activity always going on and kind of allows us to relax from time to time. According to the study authors, if our brains were always updating in real time, the world would just be this huge jittery place with constant fluctuations in shadow, light, and movement. And so in order to give us that stability, a lot of times we're seeing things that are just, quite frankly, old. If you were uh, basically doing stuff like real time, you would feel like you're hallucinating almost always. So they equate our brain to like a time machine. It keeps sending us back in time. It's like we have an app that consolidates our visual input every 15 seconds into one impression so we can handle everyday life. So our brain wraps up what we're actually seeing around us to help us better understand it and deal with it. Damn. Kenneth. That's what I think the movie was about. I'm not sure, but I think. So enjoy your time traveling today, Big J. Hopefully it's a good one. Probably not. In maybe the worst kept secret in rebranding in history, it was announced earlier this morning that the Washington football team are officially the Washington Commanders, Big J. That is what they've decided to go with, although uh, Joe Theismann probably really dropped the hammer about three days ago when he accidentally tweeted out that he filmed something for the Commanders, and he thinks it's going to be a great nickname. So it it wasn't like it was a hugely kept secret, although they wanted it to be. uh, Their former quarterback kind of dropped the ball and let it go, although that's what the rumored nickname was for a while. So I don't think they were fooling anybody anyway but they uh unveiled the new uniforms this morning they unveiled the new nickname and now henceforth they are the washington commanders big j your thought please uh yeah it's fine not turning you into a huge fan no i I don't think so not gonna grab some commander's gear no you're not upset about stolen valor in any way shape or form i don't know i'm just making the name for me makes sense for a washington dc sure yeah exactly it's it's nothing that moves the needle for me either but uh listen there are worse things they could have been called as proven before so uh fine enjoy being the washington commanders uh hopefully you enjoy that i i do like the look of the new kind of helmets and color scheme so there's that um and we'll see how they look on the field here in the upcoming season According to Deadline, there is going to be yet another new Star Trek franchise in the works, and it's happening over at CBS Studios. It's called Starfleet Academy. The name comes from a late 90s video game, which was very popular, and the series will feature the cadets at the United Federation of Planets, kind of training and training, going to school, and uh, learning to be part of the Space Force where they futurely uh, become a part of Star Trek as things go forward. So this could be the launch of a whole new franchise, who knows, depending on the popularity of the television show, but so far, all of the Star Trek shows that have premiered on Paramount Plus and CBS have done really, really well, both with fans and with critics. So they seem to be locked in in the Star Trek world. I haven't had a chance to do much outside of Discovery. I haven't watched Picard. I haven't watched the cartoon Below Decks. uh, But I've heard all of it is good. I'm sure this one will probably add to it as well. So if you're a Star Trek fan, something to look forward to. How is this? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Miami, Florida is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. I don't believe you ever had anybody as a young Big J kind of take you under their wing and uh, take you fishing, right? That was one of those things that just was kind of missed out on the Big J childhood. No fishing trips with Grandpa or Dad or anything. No, that my stuff. dad did once, you know, or twice. Just not a fan. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Not something that took. I'll be real honest. And you still don't enjoy fishing to this day, right? No, no, I don't believe. But there are plenty of people that do, and that's a value that still, in some cases, is passed down from generation to generation. And there was a grandfather 
named Dwayne Smith in Miami that decided, you know what, I'm going to take my 11-year-old grandson and we're just going to go on a fishing trip for the weekend. You understand? Nice. Maybe we go out on the lake, we grab a couple of fish, throw something on the grill, we got ourselves lunch, maybe even dinner for later on tonight for the whole family. That's fresh. So he and the grandson go out on the lake and fresh. <laughs> well, you catch the fish is right there, man. Oh, it I thought get more you, fresh than that. You were you were saying what he was doing was fresh, like no. an old '80s rap. Song. Oh no, like, uh, I'm sorry. What kind of references are we making here? Didn't mean to interrupt the story time. Although uh, the fish weren't exactly biting that day, so uh, as the day kind of went on, he realized that man, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get anything with my grandson, and I don't want my grandson to become, you know, it's hard enough to grab a 11-year-old's attention in this day and age, let alone get him involved in fishing. So I think i got to do something to try and get him going. So the grandson was on the boat as they were fishing, and they were watching some YouTube videos about something called magnet fishing. And it's basically like, you know, if the fish aren't fighting, biting that day, you drop in a couple of magnets in the lake, you pick up something, maybe you find something cool or some kind of treasure Man, or whatever. yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard of this. So they tied five-pound magnets into the end of their lines and dropped them in to see what they might find. And they ended up with about a pound and a half of scrap metal. And then they also pulled in two 50-caliber Barrett sniper rifles that were at the bottom of the lake as well. Oh, wow. Now, neither of the sniper rifles were loaded. There were no ammunition found as well, but... Both guns did have the serial numbers filed off, and I've seen enough Law and Orders to know that probably isn't a good thing. Man, I mean, we're talking, that's like, where is this happening at? Miami. Well, that's cartel stuff. So they were turned over to the police, and they will undergo a forensic examination to determine whether or not they were used in a crime, but odds are they were. And so uh, he had a nice conversation about crime and cartels and the history of crime and violence in Miami with his 11-year-old grandson as they rowed their boat back to shore with their two sniper rifles that they had found when they were magnet fishing in a lake in Miami. So fun! So yeah, that weapon in particular is like the cartel weapon. Like that makes you awesome. Like you're the coolest if you have that particular weapon. You're the coolest cartel? Yeah. Got it. Uh, and that's what they go for, right? To be the coolest cartel? Yeah. Well, yeah. You want the pecking order to be coolest and then down to the least cool? I would imagine so. But uh, either way, no real results found yet. But uh, he did say that he doesn't plan on going magnet fishing again uh, because it didn't. Well, uh, that's the- awesome, though. That's you, that's better than catching fish. Is it? Yes. How so? You're helping to solve a crime, Maybe. possibly. Maybe. Or you're also, you know, your name and your family is splattered all over the uh, the newspaper, and uh, it's probably not a great Those way. guys are dead. To... <laughs> all right. Uh, not if the cartel's really cool, Big G. I'm guessing they're still around. No, I didn't say they're cool. Morning I said it after. makes them seem cool. That's what they want to aspire to be. The morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x rock <laughs> That's the offspring that is self-esteem here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, I have a very important question for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, keep in mind there are no wrong answers here. This is merely based on your opinion. But in your opinion, what is the best television show of all time? Of all time? Yes, your Airwolf. favorite tele- your favorite television Airwolf. show. 
Airwolf. And any particular reason why? Was it because of childhood, because of nostalgia, any of that thing? Yeah, childhood, nostalgia, mystery. You're the only one that I know that has watched it fairly recently. Does it hold up, or is it tougher to watch now as a 44-year-old man? Uh, it's not tougher to watch. It's just a shame because the story never really gets completed, you know? I uh, No, I don't know. Okay, I don't remember well. how Airwolf wraps up. I don't even remember what the point of it. Like, I, I thought, was there a huge mystery behind it? Yeah. So, uh, Jan, Michael Vincent's character, uh, Stringfellow Hawk, uh-huh. he's he's looking for his brother who was a POW in Vietnam. Okay. And he never really gets never really finds him situated. Yeah. Gotcha. No. Well, uh, yes, there's plenty of unanswered questions in the world. So, despite life, that. I mean, and then Life. Do you remember Life? I do remember Life. That show was so damn good. It was it very, canceled. very good show. Very good show. Uh, well, unfortunately, Big J, Airwolf does not make the top 20, nah, according to not. a new survey of 20,000 Americans of the best television show of all time. If you had to guess what most Americans said the best television show of all time was, what would you say it would be? Miami Vice? Uh, close no. second? No, there's okay. no Miami Vice. That's also not in the top 20. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have Seinfeld. Seinfeld is number two. Oh, oh, I, oh this list. All right, Friends is Friends number one. Friends is number one. You're absolutely correct. Uh, the crazy thing was number three to me uh, is Game of Thrones is considered the number three TV show of all time. And I would say, you know what? It'd have a puncher's chance of being maybe top ten if it didn't end so damn poorly. Uh, you have to say the ending well, influences I mean, that show. Sure, but at the same time, you, by the time you get to that ending, you've already watched an amazing few seasons sure. of, te- of television. There's so. great, but I, I mean, if, if I, but if I am, if I am taking it as a television series as whole, as much as I enjoyed the lead up to it, the way the story wrapped up was so dissatisfying that it ruins a lot of that for me, which is why I don't want to watch it again. True. You know? Uh, number four was Three's Company, five Frasier, six The Office, seven MASH, eight Battlestar Galactica, nine The Simpsons, ten The Wire. And then you start getting into a bunch of shows that are still on the air in one way or another, like Twin Peaks, which just got rebooted up in Showtime, Family Guy, uh, Sex and the City is back, American Dad still on the air, Law and Order, Grey's Anatomy, Bob's Burgers, Big Brother, all still on the air. Uh, community and uh, the Sopranos are also in the top 20 as well. So you've got a pretty nice list here. But the other interesting thing was people our age, Big J, in their 30s into their 50s, 45% of us say they still have recordings somewhere of our favorite television show of all time, either on VHS or on DVD. Do you have those? No, and I think uh, I think I did have quite a few Airwolf um, episodes recorded on VHS, but they got taped over for porn. Gotcha. So. 92% of people our age still occasionally watch their favorite television show of all time. Do you still occasionally watch Airwolf? Uh, yeah, and Miami Vice. There you go. See, top two, make the list. Uh, me too. I watch my favorite show of all time all the time. Because my... yours is Community. No, mine is not Community. My favorite television show of all time is Mystery Science Theater oh. 2000. Uh, and I own a ridiculous amount of stuff about it. I yeah, own. Were, I still have. I've bought all the DVDs that they've released, and I still have all of my videotapes that I used to record off of the television when I had. What do you think those are worth? Nothing. No, they've got to be worth something. I've seen like recorded episodes. Like it, it would be worth something if if they were harder to find. But the episodes that I have are all ones that are readily available on DVD, so uh, they're not worth anything. Although it is interesting. Like sometimes I'll go back just to watch an old episode and and see 
see some of the old commercials and promos that are involved in it that are that are fun to watch from back in the day. But yeah, everything is so archived on YouTube and everything else anymore that having like just regular old you know Kodak VHS copies of something isn't worth yeah, it. I want to pitch this idea, right? It's a it's a sitcom based in the future, post apocalyptic, Nick, and uh, the 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 uh, the best revenue or not not revenue, but. Uh, um, commodity, or if you will, you know, money is actually your saved up recorded Mystery Science three Theater 3000 tapes. Great. What's the plot of it? I don't know yet. <laughs> you just want those to be trade yeah, used as currency? Just, in yes, the yes. Okay. That's the currency. Well, of the I'm future. not sure I have enough of them to uh, for it to be used. That's as currency. part of why it's so valuable. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your television update coming up. We got some important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you know that social media, every aspect of it, it's just a a breeding ground for creeps, yes? Yeah. And so they are trying, they, the collective social medias, are trying harder to make it a more difficult place for creeps to live and be amongst us. And Mark Zuckerberg is telling you that, listen, uh, if you are taking screenshots of conversations you have in Facebook Messenger... You may want to stop because uh, friends will soon know if you've done so. A series of new features of Facebook Messenger have been announced, including ones that will make sure users will be notified if somebody screenshots one of their messages. This means that if a friend sends you a message and, you know, they don't want you to have it forever or whatever and you screenshot it, they will be informed. And Zuckerberg said that it's a new update for end-to-end encrypted messenger chat so that you get a notification if somebody screenshots a message. They're also adding GIFs, stickers, and reactions to encrypted chats, too. So there's that. But I guess, you know, that's a running rampant thing. I'm not sure. Usually that seems that that would do something to prove that you've got a creep on your hands. Right. I'm just, uh, I think it's like um, a safety feature. Like if you're, you know, somebody that you don't want somebody taking a message of something or whatever. Again, these are for encrypted messages, so they're ones that you want as the sender to disappear for whatever reason. You know how, like, Snapchat yeah. does that? Yeah. And then somebody takes a screenshot of it, they're like, hey, now it doesn't disappear. Now it's forever on their phone. So I'm guessing if it's like, you know, when you're sending out nudes, Big J. Forever unclean! Former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores was fired by the team last month after three years as suing the NFL, the Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants in a breakthrough lawsuit that he expects more coaches to jump on. The 40-year-old Flores charges the federal suit that the NFL is rife with racism, and even as the league contends it, condemns it, Flores claims in his lawsuit that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross told him that he'd pay him $100,000 for every loss during Flores' first season because the club wanted a tank to get a better draft pick. And now, Big J, did you see that Hugh Jackson came out and said the Browns did the same thing to him? Uh, I did see, but I, I didn't read the article. So, so he's th- there's going to be more coaches that are jumping on this bandwagon, it sounds like. Uh, he, uh, Blay, he accuses both the Giants and the Broncos for interviewing him as part of the Rooney rule with no intention of hiring him, so basically it being a racial scam, uh, as uh, he says that he interviewed with the Giants this season when they've already made up their mind to hire Brian DeBrawl, the guy who ended up getting the job from the uh, the Buffalo Bills, and they just did so to comply with the Rooney rule. He found out from Bill Belichick that they already had their guy, but he went through with the interview anyway. So we'll see. The NFL, the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Broncos have all denied Flores' claims, so we got ourselves a nice long legal battle uh, to look forward to here, and maybe a lot of different awful things are going to come to light. Who knows? 
Listen, also, here's... I mean, uh, the the accusation about the owner uh, of the the Miami Dolphins in that situation, it makes sense why they fired him. If he's like, you know what, I'm not going to do that. If he's not going to follow directions and those sort of things, I'm like, God, what a... So disgusting to me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gross. It's gross. Uh, Speaking of the NFL, there's a team up for sale, the Denver Broncos. Uh, The team announced yesterday by the Pat Bowling Trust that they are going to uh, basically sell the team. They have been in uh, operations of the team since Bowling stepped away from day-to-day operations in 2014 due to the early onset of Alzheimer's disease. The team is valued at just under $4 billion. That will likely make it the highest uh, in North American sports history. Do you know what the current most paid-for franchise is, Big J? In all sports, who paid the most for it? Oh, I don't know. It's probably for a soccer team. No, it's for a basketball team, actually. Oh. The Brooklyn Nets were sold for $2.4 billion a couple years ago. Uh, That's the highest so far. Do you know what the highest in the NFL is? No. The Carolina Panthers. So they were sold in 2018 by David Tepper for $2.25 billion. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the weird way that the NFL ties together, do you remember why the Panthers had to be sold? Yeah, because dude was racist. Yes. So. They found out the owner was dropping N-bombs in the office all day long, and they're like, hey, we can't have that guy run an NFL team. That's not okay. So, yeah, maybe the NFL has a racism problem, Big J. We yeah. Just, we I, just tend to forget about it from time to time. I mean, at some point, we need an African-American owner. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, I, there's, they got to be out there somewhere. Nirvana members are asking that Spencer Eldon's second amended complaint filed just last month should be tossed out by a judge, according to new filing in Los Angeles court. Yes, the, uh, the Spencer Eldon v. Nirvana case of the cover of the Nevermind album is again in courts. Eldon claims he couldn't consent to his image being used because he was only a baby. And that apparently the people that took the photo lied to his parents about it. But a judge dismissed the case on January 3rd. Uh, but Eldon's lawyers filed another amendment saying that they wanted to sue again. So now we've got ourselves another Nirvana saying, hey, dismiss this case just like you did the last time. So it's a back and forth court battle for the cover of Nevermind. I'm guessing it'll end in just the same way, just a little bit further down the road. Nick and Big J. All right, let's hook you up morning after style. How about that? We got you tickets for tonight's show, Avatar Magic Sword at the Rev Center. Going to be awesome. And uh, you can come pick these up here at uh, the old X Rocks. Also, we'll get you two medium classic combo subs from Porta Subs. Delicious. You'll be qualified for a six-foot big game party sub. We'll give away that uh, here at the end of the week. So uh, all that can be yours. You can beat me at Pop Culture Smacketh Down. 208-287-1003 is the number if you would like to play. Reminder, you do have to swing by today before 4 o'clock to pick up these Avatar tickets. So make sure that fits with your schedule. If it does, then get on the phone and let's play a little game. Hello, The X. Hi there. What's up, man? What's your name? Benjamin. All right, Benjamin, you're up first. Benjamin, what comic superstar and former Saturday Night Live star starred in the movie Groundhog Day? Uh, Bill Murray. Right. That is correct. Big J, the most famous Groundhog Day celebration features a critter named Puxatawney Phil, who lives in what state? Oh, boy, what state? Um, what the hell was that? I don't know. 
The same state the movie Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Illinois? Illinois. Wrong. Nope. I mean, it's in the neighborhood, right? Uh, I guess. I mean, it's a couple states over, but yeah, it's in the neighborhood. It's uh, it's more, I would say, on the eastern part of the United States, though. Pennsylvania. There you go. Right. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. And in that city, let me go and just give you every detail about... That I, I was a joke. I'm oh. sorry. Uh, congratulations there, my friend. You got yourself all hooked up with Avatar tickets, and you're qualified for that gigantic port of subs uh, game fun for a six-foot sub for the big game, and you definitely got the combo meals coming your way. There's your pop culture smackdown. Coming up next, some headlines. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rock. For headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. It's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's I pre-check button. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. It's right there to get started. Headlines are as follows. Noodle time. Hold on to everything and follow the money. Follow the money. Last year was a bad one for people who got money taken from them or scammed over social media. On January 25th, the FTC released a data spotlight report that claimed the consumers lost about $770 million to social media-related scams in 2021. Around 95,000 cases of fraud originated from either a social media ad, a post, or a message, which accounted for about a quarter of all reported frauds last year, according to reports made to the FCC. The numbers suggest that if you want to scam somebody out of some money, social media, easily the most profitable way to go if you're a scammer to reach your, your victims. For comparison, scams from websites or apps cost around $554 million, and scams from phone calls $546 million. But still, when you add it all up, scammers took almost $3 billion from people uh, across the United States last year, which is incredible. It's a lot of scamming, man. Yeah, don't give anybody anything, ever, is what it really boils down to. Uh, just to make sure you're covering your ass as much as possible. Because people will try to screw you out of your money, Big J. As I keep telling you every day. Mm-hmm. Noodle time or hold on to everything? Hold on to everything. Sometimes the junk in your house might be worth more than you think. A lead sculpture that had spent decades on a mantle inside of a British farmhouse was identified as a rare piece from British artist Henry Monroe. And it's looking to fetch up to $80,000 at an auction. It's scheduled to be auctioned off March 16th and was identified as a work called Mother and Child by the 20th Century Modernist Sculpture. The auction house said the sculpture sat on the mantle of an English home from 1970 until 19 until 2019. And then after learning of the piece's value, the Hastings family decided, you know what, let's contact the auction house. Sculpture is believed to have been a gift from Moore to Hastings' father, and the piece was passed down to John, and then John just passed away, so now they're going to cash in. And who knew this super rare piece of art that was hanging on their mantelpiece, but by the way, all the kids said they hated it because they thought it was ugly, is now worth $80,000, and suddenly everybody's a big fan of it. You understand? Yeah. Knives out style. Let's go. Let's cash that thing in. Get our money. So you never know what's worth a whole bunch of money in your place, so be careful before you chuck out something. Turn everybody into a hoarder before this show's out. Wrap it up with noodle time. Do not underestimate the damage that can be done with hot noodles, Big J. On Friday morning, police responded to a call in Fort Pierce, Florida, after a woman said she was struck by hot noodles thrown by Brandon Smith following a domestic dispute. The woman claimed she was hit with the noodles. Smith said he hit her on the back with the noodles. 
but apparently the victim was chasing his dog around when she fell on top of the ramen noodles on the stove. That's what he says, but uh, police didn't believe him, nor probably should they. He was arrested for domestic battery because he can't just throw around, go around throwing ramen to people, dude. Yeah, no kidding, man. Hot. Hot water in there, man. You got to be careful. Be careful. Burn somebody. Treat each other with respect. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Here's traffic. We owe you one final look at traffic. Let's get that out of the way inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. Here's CD. Eastbound Fairview Avenue at Cole Road and the right turn lane is blocked. Two months from today, that band will be in town with the Pretty Reckless and Diamante at Extra Mile Arena. We're talking about Shine Down. That is Planet Zero here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Start saving money, Big J, because nostalgia can get expensive, can it not? Yeah, and you know what? It's so much fun. I, I, I when, Listen, when I have the chance, uh, I'll sit there and watch the Bear Jackson auction sure. just on a loop. Oh, yeah, for, I've been. It's been. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of money getting thrown around, but You've been to the fun. Scottsdale one? Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, that would be crazy just to see some rich people do rich people things. Well, I mean, even all the other cars that you don't see on the TV that are there are just, it's a gigantic, ridiculously huge auction. It's yeah, nice. and it, uh, the auction is always making some news of some sort. And uh, this time around, uh, Burt Reynolds, of course, rest in peace. But uh, he was famous for a movie called Smokey the Bandit, where he drove around a 1977 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. And uh, one of those cars just sold for auction for nearly $500,000. Now, uh, this wasn't a, a car that was in the in the movie. It was his car. And he autographed right above the glove box area. So okay. it's got his autograph on it. So this one wasn't using a car. It's kind of like one that he bought so because it was like the car that was in the movie, and then he yeah. owned it for a while. Okay. So this is like Burt Reynolds smoking the bandit car almost. Yeah. Kind of. That's kind of cool. Where does the money go, though? To, to like his estate? Well, I don't know. Or had he I don't, already I don't, sold it to somebody he, else? He may have already sold it to somebody else. I know, I think for a period of time, it may have been in uh, Richard Rollins' hands for a bit. Uh, but, um, but dang. There you go. Hopefully his estate gets it. How much did it go for you? Five hundred grand. Man, that's a lot of money. It's half a million dollars for that is a car. Half a million dollars. Uh, David's paid, I guess. Uh, auctioned off a nineteen sixty eight Chevy Chevelle Custom Coupe that went for three hundred seventy four thousand dollars. Man, I mean... filled with comedy and model goop. <laughs> no, it's not the car from Tommy Boy. Unfortunately, no. that that would have been fun. But uh, yeah, you have to have some serious money too. Now they'll let any they'll let any ne'er do well off the street into the Barrett Jackson auction. Yeah. But you have to have some serious money to play in that sandbox, man. I mean, it is it is crazy the amount of cash that gets thrown around, and some of the coolest cars that you see. As well, I'm not even a car guy, but still, you walk around going, whoa, 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 because these are like the the just the the top of the line. I mean, right. people that take care of these things, collectors' items, rare they, pieces. Yeah, all they that don't stuff. drive them. No, nope, they don't. They just they just basically invest in them and then have them for a year or two and then sell them for more money. It's crazy. Take pictures in front of them. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions next on the extra. Bad impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we've got a nice morning after prize package here, which includes tickets to concerts, man, like tonight. Avatar Magic Sword at the Rev Center. We'll get you set up with those tickets. You need to come pick them up today before 4 o'clock if you want to go to the show. And then uh, we've got a free X show, Nick. First one in two years. Dead Sarah coming back 
to the Knitting Factory, and we have got a heck of a lineup to go along with them. Uh, Silent Theory, you've got Ghost Box and Crush the Monster. We'll just set you with uh, all these tickets if you can figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 is the phone number. Big J has three clues. They're all penciled in around a particular celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in those three clues or less, you got a concert you're going to go to tonight, and hopefully that makes you happy. Hello, the X. Oh, hi. Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? What's your name? Logan. All right, Logan, you're up. The FCC won't let me be me. Next. You can call me Marshall Mathers if you want. Eminem. Eminem. Eminem is correct. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll get with his avatar. Mr. Eminem. Uh, And Dead Sarah tickets. Please hold tight. What was clue three? Eight Mile ends at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Question mark. And why is Eminem in the news? Yeah, well, the uh, nominees are in for the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Nick. And Eminem is on the docket. Sure. Uh, Along with Kate Bush, Carly Simon, Devo, New York Dolls. Rage Against the Machine, Pat Benatar, A Tribe Called Quest, The Eurythmics, Dolly Parton, can't believe it's been, she's not in there already, Dionne Warwick, uh, Fila Kuti, Judas Priest, Duran Duran, MC5, Beck, and Lionel Richie. What is the the requirements to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame again? I, I don't know. Because it to is be a recording artist. Well, yeah, but it's Dolly Parton's first year of eligibility, and it's also Eminem's first year of eligibility. And I'm trying to figure out, based on those two career trajectories, how they both could be facing their first year. I don't know eligibility how. in the Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame. I, I I don't understand how it works. Uh, and l- listen, man, it's all just uh, fun and debatable stuff anyway. Um, uh, congratulations to whoever make it in. Uh, whoever may not, I'm sorry. I guess you got another shot. But yes, it is. It is always interesting when the the nominations come out and and what they actually say about it. And then there's the fan vote, which gets a majority of them yeah. in, and it's it's how it all works. Yeah, I, I can't wait to until Eminem though plays at the uh, Grand Ole Opry. That's right. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, Dolly Parton and Eminem, one night only, uh, in Dolly Parton's uh, theme park. What's it called again, Big J? Dollyland. Nope. Yeah. What? No, Dollywood, like oh, Hollywood. Yeah, Morning after that. with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> Latest from Three Days Grace, so-called life. Wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday, the second day of February. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Despite the fact that he admits he didn't understand a thing about the movie, Big J did end up approving Tenet which means that you have the green light to watch it if you're so inclined. It is available for you to stream now on HBO Max, and uh, I can't help you about what it's about either. So uh, don't go looking here for any kind of uh, explanations into the world of Tenet. Just either watch the movie and enjoy it for what it is or walk away in a confused fog, one of the two. We also found out how magnet fishing can teach your grandson about the lives of patients and also the lesson of uh, finding sniper rifles that has uh, buried in a lake that somebody wanted to forget about. I uh, maybe saw some crimes while you're at it. And we even had a chance, Big J, to give away some tickets to Avatar for the show tonight at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. Tickets still available if you want to go tonight. We think you should. It's going to be a hell of a show. You know Avatar is going to rock it pretty damn good. So enjoy the show this evening. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, don't miss uh, Magic Sword either. True. Um, Nick, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, how, what's the last time you uh, ordered some pizza for delivery? <sighs> 
It's been a long time, man. I mean, maybe two months ago, three months ago. Well, you know what? Domino's also feeling the pinch when it comes to staffing and delivery drivers. So, hey, they've got a great idea. You order uh, some food there from Domino's on the app. You go pick it up. They're going to give you a $3 tip. Now, I can't, unless we're talking like uh, Papa Murphy's, I can't tell you the last time I picked up a pizza. You do it on the regular. You have to go all over God's green earth to pick up pizza. Get me started. <laughs> because of your location. But I cannot remember the last time I picked up a pizza for something. Uh, which usually if I'm going to get food or if I'm picking up food, it's rarely a pizza. Uh, but I don't know, man. Is it worth it? Was it worth the three bucks? You going to do it? I don't know. No, you're not? I mean, I might, but not right now. Well, now, of course. I didn't mean, are you leaving right now at 9.47 in the morning to get a pizza? Come on, man. No, I meant, uh, is it something that you may take advantage of? Absolutely. $3. It's not cash, by the way. It's a... Oh, it's like a credit. credit. (laughs) Suddenly, you don't look as interested. A couple slices of pizza right there, I guess. (laughs) You don't look as interested. But, listen, money's money, I suppose, or food is food, if you want to go back that way. Either way, you can take advantage of the Domino's near you now. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We shall see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.